Hello and welcome to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Don Hibbert. And I'm Devin Voda. And each week we bring you conservation topics and events from around the Endless Mountains. Well, we're kind of in the middle of the Christmas season per se, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And so we're focusing on some topics related to Christmas. Mm -hmm. This week we're talking about two different things. Yep. So first of all, from time to time you see it in wreaths or just in Christmas decorations, right? But it's the red northern cardinal. Yep. I guess the northern cardinal, at least the, the male, is red. Right. So when I say northern cardinal, that's why I said red. But uh, yeah, you see it in Christmas decorations and we kind of wondered why it's associated with Christmas. So today we're going to find out. And also this time of the year, we've talked about this on past shows, but it's the Christmas bird count yep and Audubon puts it on and so we're going to talk about that too and how you can get involved so those are the topics we'll cover today but first we'll start by talking a bit about the northern cardinal mm -hmm. uh, in case you haven't seen one or you wonder exactly where they live we're going to explore that so let's get going and first off I'll ask you you know what does the northern cardinal looks like. Right. So they're a pretty recognizable bird out there in the woods. Um, they have a pretty big crest on top of their head, a large red bill. And I know a lot of people, any birders, know it's a very strong, powerful bill. Um, cracks big nuts and everything. And a really long tail. Um, from crest to tail, they're about eight to nine inches tall. It's a pretty good sized bird. Um, they have about a 12 inch wingspan from tip to tip. So Okay. Pretty big. Yeah, interesting. So, as most birds go, the male is entirely bright crimson red with a black face, where the female is a little duller in color, more brownish or tan, but does still have like the redder wings and tail to them. So, you can distinctly tell which is a male versus a female. Okay, the bright red male, right. brownish female. Right. Uh, and then the northern cardinal. Fairly long-tailed uh, songbird. Once again, that thick bill that everybody knows. Um, but they do often sit, if you find, see them sitting on a branch, they're going to be more a hunched over posture with the tail pointed straight down. Their mom never told them to sit up straight. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah, I, I kind of wonder, I'm curious about where they actually live. Is it just in the northeastern part of the state? the United States or um, you know is it all over United States uh, great question so northern cardinals are found throughout the eastern and central part of North America from southern Canada all the way down into parts of Mexico so they're found as far north as Maine or Nova Scotia Canada all the way down to Florida and the Gulf Coast they go out as far west as South Dakota Nebraska Texas They've even been introduced into places like California, Hawaii, and Bermuda. Uh, Northern Cardinals do not migrate, though. So if you see a Cardinal around, you're going to see them all year. So, yeah, there are quite a few different places. I'm yeah. surprised. Um, but as far as right here in Pennsylvania, you know, what type of habitat do they like? So they're going to be found more in, like, your backyards, the 
parks, woodlots, shrubby forest edges. Um, they like the more dense, like shrubby areas. So right along usually like yards and that kind of thing. Okay. Good for insects and probably berries. Right. right? Yeah, yep. So that makes sense. Well, um, I think you have a couple of fun facts, right? I do. Yeah. I do. Okay. So very few female songbirds actually sing. But the northern cardinal female does sing, often while sitting on the nest. So that was something I didn't know that most songbirds, only the males sing. But cardinals, the females also sing. Okay, yeah, so it's the male and the female. Yep. Both have songs different times during the year. Right. Gotcha. Um, And related to those songs, the mated pairs, um, because they do mate for life. Uh, Mated pairs have specific phrases that they sing back and forth to each other to communicate. Um, the female might sing a longer, slightly more complex song versus the male. Gotcha. A fun fact that I kind of have experience with, uh, many people kind of are confused when they see them attacking their reflection in a window or a car mirror. Um, I know I have one at my house that's constantly attacking itself in the mirror of my car. Really? I do. Um, Is it certain times of year? or? I, it's usually a lot more around spring, but I've even seen it recently i'll be outside and i just hear like a tapping noise and i'll look over and she's fighting herself in the mirror (laughs) she's even flown into the windows of our house and stuff so and so did you find out why yes um so it's they're very territorial so they often think it's another bird um and they're trying to fight that bird off okay and the other fun fact I had, last one here, is the oldest recorded northern cardinal was a female. She was 15 years old, and she was actually found right here in Pennsylvania. Okay, 15. That's quite old for and, a bird. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Interesting. So I did, I also found a couple of fun facts. Okay. I had to, right? Yeah. So, um, first one I found is male cardinals. We've talked about the coloring. It actually comes from the food that they eat. Okay. Uh, it's carotenoids. So you mentioned that they hang out, you know, the shrubby areas, mm-hmm. the vine areas. Um, so they're probably eating that specific food, like berries, mm-hmm. uh, which do have the carotenoids. Uh, wild grapes also have that. Apples. Okay. So I thought that was pretty interesting. That that cool. They get their coloration uh, in part from exactly what they eat. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one I found is, what do you call a group of cardinals? Oh, I'm not sure. All right, so it turns out that during the winter, they do flock mm-hmm. together. Um, I guess it's the fact that it's easier to find food if you're in a group. Okay. Um, more eyes to spot that food. So mm-hmm. um, they often are found in groups during the winter. And if you see a group, you can call it a college. Okay. You can call it a conclave, a deck, a radiance, or a little play on the words, I guess, but you can call it a Vatican, too. Okay. Yeah. All sorts of names. Yep. So, now that we know a little bit about cardinals, why are they associated with Christmas? Oh, yeah. This is the best part, right? Right. Um, So, what I found was that the cardinal's vibrant crimson red color, it's a lovely reminder to focus on our faith. Um, with Christ and kind of bring that hope and peace into our our seasonal time here. It was also found that in the not-so-distant 
past that the cardinal was christened as the Christmas bird, and it re represents consistency no matter the season, since the cardinals are around all year round. Okay. I guess it, it is safe to say that, um, you know, that's just an interpretation, I suppose. Right. I did look at this a little bit too. You know, there's no, there's no reference of cardinals in the Bible. Right. Um, it's just an interpretation, mm -hmm. I guess, that's been identified over the years and mm -hmm. somehow worked its way into Christmas. But um, other than that, that's all we could find. Right. Right, yeah. So feel free to decorate with cardinals, yep. but the, the symbolism is just an interpretation. Mm -hmm. So interesting. Yep. So moving on to the Autobahn Christmas bird count. So why do we do the bird count? Is it explained to us? <laughs> yeah, so like I said, it's put on by Audubon. Mm -hmm. So birders especially know about Audubon, but mm -hmm. uh, they do a lot of scientific research associated with birds. And the data collected by the Christmas bird count, actually, it really provides a wealth of information to researchers. And this is for long-term studies. Okay. Uh, and it, it shows you know, the health of birds, uh, the population, reproduction, uh, because it's combined with other surveys, such as the breeding survey. Okay. And uh, it really, it provides that bigger picture of w what's happening to birds. So that's that's why we're doing it. Mm -hmm. uh, to date, over 300 peer-reviewed articles have actually resulted from the analysis done with just the Christmas bird count. That's so, awesome. Yeah, so it really does help show what's happening, you mm -hmm. know, the bird population. Also, they mentioned on the Audubon website that they've been doing this for 120 years, and you can actually view all the results from the past 120 years. So okay. that, that'd really be cool to actually look back and see that data, mm -hmm. you know, I guess what's disappeared yeah. because, you know, there are birds that have become extinct mm -hmm. over that time period. Yeah, if you're interested in data, if you're a data geek, check that one out. So you mentioned it's been going on for 120 years. I'm sure there's some history associated with why they started, what goes on with it. There is, and I think we've mentioned this before on the show, but mm -hmm. so if you go back in history, um, there's this, this a little bit darker history, right? So uh, before the turn of the 20th century, it turns out that uh, there was another type of celebration, right? Um, and people, hunters especially, they would go out and they would gauge, engage in a tradition. Uh, it was called the Christmas side hunt. Okay. And they would just go out in their backyards, you know, the field, the property around them, and they would have a contest, basically, as who could kill the most game, basically. So. Okay. Birds included, but wildlife in general. Mm -hmm. uh, who had the biggest pile wow. of animals? Crazy. Um, so that was their idea of a good time back then. But, you know, it made a significant impact in species, mm -hmm. of course. And uh, so around 1900, there was an ornithologist named Frank M. Chapman. And he was an early officer in the Audubon Society. And he kind of had a, a different idea. And he proposed a new holiday tradition, the Christmas bird census. That's really how this all got started. So instead of shooting birds, count them instead. It's a good idea. And um, that's how it came to be. And it's 
stayed that way ever since, you know, 120 years. That's great. Counting, so. Yeah, still getting people outside, enjoying nature on Christmas, but observing it rather than... Destroying it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, if this is something you would be interested in kind of doing, how can we be involved in the Christmas bird count? It's super easy. It actually happens from December 14th through January 5th. And really the best way to get involved is to go to the National Audubon Society website and you can just search for Christmas bird count. Unfortunately, I went there. It wasn't right on their front page. I'm not sure why. So there's a little search bar or a magnifying glass. Type it in there. Type in Christmas bird count or you can just do that in Google Uh and it'll come up. Um, From there... You can click on a link that shows you a map of the United States. Okay. And the map indicates, you know, where those specific counts are happening. So in our area, there's probably four or five, I think. And two specifically in Susquehanna County, one in Wyoming County, one in Lackawanna County. Okay. So if you're interested, you know, at a regional level, that's where they're taking place. And then if you click on those circles... It'll give you a leader's name. So for every circle, there's a leader. Uh And uh, sometimes there's an email or a phone number of the leaders. So you can contact them and find out specifics about the count and what they're doing, how you can help. So I did click on one. It's going on in Thompson. And that one, it said all different burgers are more than welcome. So if it's your very first time, they're looking for you too. Um, it's an easy way to get involved. Have a lot of fun, like you said. Just yeah, get outside. Absolutely. Stretch your legs. Um, see what different species are out there. Mm-hmm. So. And so, I mean, and we know it's called the Christmas bird count. You kind of mentioned it's not just Christmas, though. Nope. You can, you know, definitely click on the circles that you're interested in because they have specific dates that they'll be recording species. But okay. all in all, it's from December 14th to January 5th of this next year. So, you know, kind of over that Christmas break or Christmas season stretch. But coming up here next week. Yep. Excellent. All right. Well, we do have a couple of events. Speaking of, you know, bird bird watching, Mm -hmm. uh, I think you had one that you were going to mention. Yep. Uh, So down at Lackawanna State Park, there is a morning bird walk next Saturday, December 16th. At 9 a.m., you can join the park's naturalist for a morning of birding to see and hear the birds that are flying around the park this winter. They say to bring your own binoculars and field guide, or you can even borrow one of theirs, uh, but be sure to dress for the weather. And you'll be meeting at the South Shore Boat Launch. It is a free event, but not associated with the Christmas bird count. Okay, so if you just want to get your feet wet and learn a little bit more about birds, Mm -hmm. it's a good one too, sounds like. Um, If you're just interested in stretching your legs, Salt Springs might have an event that interests you. So they have a, just a winter fun hike, basically. Okay. Uh, And, you know, it says, uh, come out for an invigorating hike. Get to see some winter wonders, whether it's animal tracks, plants, or wildlife. They want you to make sure that you wear your winter boots. And just note that in case of poor weather conditions, The outing will be rescheduled. This one is Saturday, December 9th. So that's this Saturday. Mm -hmm. And it's at 1 p.m. 
check the website and Facebook for updates they mention. And uh, there is a program fee. It'd be $5 a person. If you're a family, be $15. Uh, if you are a member of Friends of Salt Springs State Park, uh, it's free. So that works out. Awesome. Lots of fun events to get you outside this winter season. Yeah, sounds good. All right. I guess that does it for today's show then. If you have questions related to our shows, you can contact the Conservation District by calling 570-782-2105. If you missed a portion of today's show, you can go to our website, www.suscondistrict.org, and find our Conservation Corner page with past episodes and links to information about past episodes. You've been listening to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Devin Voda. And I'm Don Hibbert saying, enjoy the outdoors.